If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhober's Restaurant in La Bella Italia on Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Welcome to The Check Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Check and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. Alvin, here we are in the holiday season, just coming to December. December, we, we, we made it. We made it to December. Yeah, well, I mean, some days it seems like, uh, like it was yesterday that this pandemic and even this year started, and sometimes it seems like it was a decade ago. Yeah, or at least, at least nine months, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've, I lose track of time. I have a conversation with somebody, and then I'll I'll see him and I say, oh, you know, remember we had that conversation, and and I think that we had the conversation three months ago, and they said, well, that was three days ago, <laughs> or vice versa. I think we had the conversation three days ago when it was really three months ago. Yeah, that's just old age sitting in, Brady. Is it old age? I think so. Or is it Groundhog Day? <laughs> it could be that. Except the decorations are different. So, you know, before <laughs> we were seeing pumpkins outside and then now um, I'm seeing Christmas lights going up. So it's... Uh, well, that's true. But we had a whole summer without really decorations anywhere. I mean, it was there's no pumpkins or Christmas trees or turkeys or whatever. I had a whole summer without going to the beach. I can't, even, I can't believe that. Did you get to the beach? No, I, I usually, I don't, I'm not really a beach guy. I yeah. go maybe once, twice a year. But. Well, we'll do it just to do it sometimes and, you know, maybe have a drink on the beach or something, but didn't even make it this year. What are your Christmas plans? Um, I plan to sit at home on my couch and get fat and drink. Oh, I mean, professionally. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's very um, up in the air. At this, at this point in the year, normally we would know how many parties we're going to have and, and how busy we're going to be and, and make plans like that. But this year, um, all our large parties have canceled. All right. I want to come back to that, yeah. but, but let's talk about, you're going to do the to go and you're going to do in-house dining on, on Christmas Eve. Well, um, yeah, generally Christmas day we close. So we always close Christmas day and we close new year's day. So Christmas Eve, we'll probably do, some kind of maybe family packs or some kind of, but we'll close a little early and we'd like to get the staff out a little early so they can go home and, you know, do whatever it is they do on Christmas Eve night. Yeah. Or run to Walgreens and get their last minute shopping done. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually there yeah, too. I'll see you there. I'm, I'm super last minute with this shopping. So going back to the difference of this year, the governor, what was it three weeks ago, had all of a sudden knocked 90% off of our capacity for, uh, or yeah, 90% off of our capacity for um, parties. He started with uh, 250, the groups yep. of 250, 250 was, was allowed, permitted. Yep. yep. And then one day he said 25. Reduced it to 25. Big people. difference. Yeah, per party. You know, I think we were talking with Jody about this um, a podcast or two ago. So when you have these Christmas parties that are somewhat your bread and butter through the winter, you know, you have large parties of, I mean, I have up to 100, 120. You you have larger ones than that. And now you're told that you can't do that. So 
it's very difficult. You you lose all those sales, you lose that customer that you get every year at that party. It's just real difficult and it's hard to it's hard to replace that business. In fact, it's impossible to replace that business. It's impossible. And not only that, I took deposits and room fees for these parties. Yeah. And now they've had to cancel because of their size. So I can't keep that money. I got to pay it back to them. And yeah. the cool thing about that is I've already spent it. Yeah. Now I got to scrape together their deposit to give it back to them. And so we've been doing that. And we have parties who are now, well, some of some of our parties that people are saying that they don't want to do them because it's going to promote like super spreading. But some people have smaller parties. So they might say, well, I've got 25 people and I want to come in and, and do a party. So what do you do with that? Do you shut down your restaurant for those 25 people and say, well, hey, you know, for you to cover my cost expenses and everything for that night for 25 people, you got to pay X thousand amount of dollars. I mean, how is that fair to anybody? Oh, I mean, it's not. But that's the position that we're left in. Yeah. Because you can't have 25, more than 25 people that know each other, I guess, in the same room at the same time. All right, Alan, what's your favorite holiday meal? What, what, do, you, what do you like to eat? Jeez, holiday meal. Or a drink. How about that? You like to do a uh, drink. I got a, uh, I got a holiday drink for you. Um, it's, it's a Jamaican drink. So grew up with my family cooking lots of Jamaican food. And, and the Jamaican drink was called Guinness Punch. So like, kind of like you have your eggnog. I know you love eggnog, but this is the Jamaican version. So you take um, carrot juice. So you make carrot juice and then you mix in condensed milk to give it a little sweetener and a little, you know, uh, texture. And then you add Guinness stout. And then finally you finish it off with a little bit of rum. Mm. How come you never made this for me? (laughs) I didn't. That's a really good question. I figured I'd be the only one that liked it, but I will make some for you this Christmas. I made eggnog for you. Every year, every year. Well, not, not every, but yeah, several years. years. It's delicious. Yeah. And of course, I like the fresh eggnog. I like all eggnog, really. I like it's the a, stuff it, out of the. It is a production dairy. when you make it. It's a production. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta you separate the eggs. Mm-hmm. You get pasteurized eggs. Separate the eggs. Cream cream the yolks with the sugar. Whip whip the whites to, to kind of a, a soft peak. Mix all your ingredients. You know, it, with milk and the cream and everything. Then you fold all the all the other all the ingredients less the um, the egg whites. And you hand whisk this. And then you fold it. Well, no, I like to put it in a... Do you do it in a blender? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, not a blender, a mixer. Um, okay. You know, to, to to get the... I mean, egg yolks. I just remember you making it at my house and my kitchen was trashed. Yeah, well... <laughs> but it was delicious. It was, it was worth it. Well, also, you had half the ingredients, so we had to kind of improvise. <laughs> you had, like, three eggs. Oh, well, that's what chefs do. They, they improvise. Yeah. And sometimes that's how you get a, a better dish. I think with you, I had to, I had to whip the cream... And that to, to give it body as yeah. well. So light. But anyway, you fold it all together with the with the egg wipes. It's delicious. Do you have a favorite holiday meal, dinner? Yeah, I always look forward to the turkey. Turkey's good. So turkey at Thanksgiving and then turkey at Christmas. I think turkey is one of the most underrated proteins, actually. I think it's it's delicious. It's healthy. It's um, I, I think it's because it can be easily overcooked and be dry. It's true, but if it's, I mean, if you find that little popper on there, it works out pretty well. Yeah. I saw that guy, um, 
Grant Ashatz, the chef in Chicago, Alinea, he was trying to figure out how to make a turkey and it all be moist at the same time. So I think he had, um, he put the turkey in and over the breast, he put like cold towels or like ice towels and then cooked the legs and the thighs first and then he took those off and then it all cooked at the same time. Right. Because the problem is the dark meat takes longer to cook than the white meat. If your leg and thigh are, are cooked through, your breast can be overcooked. Correct. So a lot of people part them out to cook them and start the leg and the thigh first separately. But then you don't and get then, that visual of the whole bird. Yeah, looking, the pretty bird. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about Christmas and parties and how... You know, we're going to do takeout. What do you think is on the horizon for us at New Year's? Because New Year's typically is a time where people come together and they celebrate and they look forward to the New Year and, and everyone's, you know, totally commingling. What do you think is going to happen this year? I mean, it's going to be reduced. It's just like everything else. They, they managed to to smash up our Thanksgiving and break it into little pieces. And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be little micro parties, you know, yeah. family, family units and uh, maybe some neighbors, maybe here and there, and it's going to be small. People will go out because I think you know it's going to be a busy night for both of us, and as it normally is. Yeah, uh, I think that that's a good option because you can go out and kind of feel like you're part of a part of a celebration without without being tight in a group, jammed in a room, and or or a crowd. I mean, they're not, are they not dropping the ball this year or something? I saw that. Well, I'll tell you, I just saw on the news this, or heard on the news this morning that the, um, the tree at the Rockefeller Center in Manhattan just went up. But typically you can go and visit the tree and take pictures and hang out. And apparently this year, not so much. I mean, really, you don't visit the tree. You don't visit the, the ice, the skating rink. You don't visit the, but it's that feeling. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, you just go, go to that environment. All the lights and the and the people and the spirit and the little tinsel and the and the people with the little caps and their scarves skating <laughs> right. around. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's just a whole a whole experience. Well, I think you can only experience that from afar now, or maybe I I think I heard they said that they were taking groups of four yeah, well, at a time that can look at the tree and they can only look at it for five minutes or something. I think my point is that that's looking at the tree is not the experience. Right, it's being there with people and yeah. feeling that energy. Well, the tree's still there. They put it up. I mean, I'm sure there's a picture of it on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that's nice, Alvin, is that both of us do these to-go meals, just like many other, many restaurants. And I mean, I think certainly our goal with this podcast is to talk about more restaurants than our own. But as an example... We both have um, meals to go on, and we did on Thanksgiving, and we will on Christmas. Um, people talk about buying gift cards, which is a great, you know, stocking stuffer or gift yeah. idea, and also Christmas dinner, and um, you know, to be picked up or delivered, and you know, it's a, it's a nice way to reach out to a loved one who who you can't necessarily visit for fear of um, social distancing or infection or whatever. Or an elderly elderly uh, neighbor. Yeah. Something who needs some food. You can send them food or a gift card and then they can call when they want their, their food and pay right. for it that way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great idea. The gift that keeps on giving. 
Well, at least until the food is consumed. Yeah, but it it'll it also help out restaurants. I mean, there's, like you said, I mean, our restaurants do that, but there's a lot of other restaurants around town yeah. in Hampton Rose that uh, can use that income from gift cards and uh, can just use the income in general. I mean, even to say, even to call, I, I was looking. Actually, I did a little research on the uh, internet to see what the favorite Christmas dishes are across the nation. Because, uh, of course, I, I want to make the favorites if I'm going to do it. Mm. Uh, since I'm doing it, I want to make the favorites. And in one in one state, I think it was Nebraska or something, the favorite Christmas meal was pizza. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what that is, is Christmas Eve, you're sitting around, you order pizza. You know, and I think in, in some uh, locality, that might be enough to really push it. That's, But I'm saying, my point is, <laughs> yeah. as simple as, to, as as ordering a pizza for a neighbor, it would be a nice gesture on uh, in the holiday season. Hey, let me, uh, what are y'all doing tonight? I'm going to order you a pizza. Yeah. You know? And who's going to refuse a pizza? Not me. And they're saying that that's the best uh, type of meal right now, delivered, I guess, during COVID, because it holds well in the box. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well. And a lot of these companies, Domino's and, and, and Papa John's and all those things, they've they've created recipes to, to make sure that their crust is well travelable and, yeah, and yeah. They, crispy when it gets home. They've and, gotten very scientific about it with, yeah. those, with those big corporations. I mean, probably that some of the best pizza you can have for travel is because it's engineered to, to last. But do you think it, it's, it reduces the flavor just because the way they engineer it? Well, I don't travel? think, I don't think it's ever as good as it is when it's fresh. When it first I mean, comes out the oven. Yeah. Yeah. You just, that's, that's the way we make ours. It's, it's great at home, mm-hmm. but it's fantastic out of the oven. It's also great. The next day is pizza. I know that I've, had some on the counter in the morning. <laughs> it's <been> my breakfast. <laughs> cold, and you eat it cold or yeah. you heat it up? Cold. Uh, I don't think I can do that. I saw on the internet somebody turned a toaster sideways. And yes. And used it as a pizza warmer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Smart or dangerous. Uh, One of the two. Both. Mm. Brady, we've covered Christmas and New Year's a little bit. And then the next thing for us, the next big thing, is generally Valentine's Day. And if we're still going through this COVID thing, I think it's going to get really crispy because technically, well, not technically, generally, our guests come out in twos. It's it's like Noah. They come in two by two by two. And if we have to socially distance our table and they're only being seated with two people and not four or six or eights, we're going to have a reduced number of people on that night. And that's going to be rough. The only way you can really accommodate the same number that you have in the past is to expand your hours. Yeah. And I would encourage flexibility. If you want to enjoy uh, a nice um, Valentine's evening with your um, significant other, book early and be willing to have dinner at three in the na- the afternoon or <laughs> yeah. nine at night. Yeah, you know, allow allow people to spread out a little bit. And um, well, you can expand hours, or you can expand your seat, seating capacity. So again, well, I we, mean, only we, so much. We go outside and then in February, it's going to be cold. It's be cold. It's going to be cold. You know, on many, I would say three of the past five Valentine's days have actually been warm. I remember because I had people sitting outside when they didn't have to. Oh, cool. Well, maybe we'll get lucky this year. Yeah, I hope so. Next year. 
Well, <laughs> this coming Valentine's Day. Yeah. Brady, we need to get the governor. We need to get the governor to declare February the whole month as Valentine's Day, not just the 14th, but the whole month. I declare February the month of love. All February is Valentine's Day. Excellent. Very good. You heard it here first on the check. The problem with that, Alvin, is that, you know, you ever try to celebrate a birthday your, after the birthday? Yeah. Or, or you or you come with your, your flowers. Happy anniversary. But no, our that anniversary was, two, was days ago. two days ago. Yeah, it doesn't go over very well. Yeah. Yeah, but COVID. <laughs> it's a pandemic honey yeah, well, they didn't have any flowers <laughs> two days ago yeah. yeah socially distant celebrations can happen late maybe that's what it should be we should allow dates just you know we should be more flexible we should be more flexible with that anyway uh, you know we should be willing to celebrate a birthday two weeks after yeah. we should be willing to celebrate valentine's day two weeks after um, maybe we we offer a special dinner or something for the whole week or the whole month or the whole because month remember i yeah. declare <laughs> yeah the valentine's <laughs> day is the whole month of february maybe that's what we do virginia is for lovers february is for lovers there you go alvin when when you eat out and you have a good or bad experience. Do you ever do you ever do a Yelp? I never Yelp, even if it's good. I've n- no, I've never Yelped. Um, I have called someone, especially if I know the person whose restaurant it is, and, and I do try to eat in restaurants of people that I know and that but you I, don't always. No, I don't always, but but I'm just but saying if don't. I if I do know, I'll text them and say, "Hey, meal was great last night. Thank you." You know. I don't usually yelp and say this was crap. But if it was great, why don't you yelp? Well, you somewhat expect to have a great experience, don't you? If you're going out and somebody's saying, you know, we're a great restaurant and we have great food, then wouldn't you expect to go to that great restaurant and have great food? Well, no. And certainly not in in pandemic when everybody is half staff and, you know, randomly, if, if somebody's sick or has a sniffle, you, you don't let them work until they get a, come in with a negative test. I mean, it's right. How can, how can you run a flawless uh, environment when you have those kind of restrictions? You have, maybe you have 75 people on your, on your book that, that you've committed to, to serve. And then all of a sudden half of your staff comes down with a cold. So uh, with an abundance of caution, they take the night off and, um, well, I mean, you do that anyway, but if they, if they have a reason that they, you suspect COVID, they've, they were someplace where somebody is or whatever, mm-hmm. the show must go on. So what are you saying that I should yell? I, I personally, I, let me tell you this. I don't yell just because I'm just talking about it. If, if I was to put my name on a Yelp or a Google review or something, people might think that I'm being biased. Well, who, who, why you can be biased. Well, not if you were you, you're not, you're not, you're not. Well, I own a restaurant. So people might think, oh, well, he's just saying that because he owns a restaurant and he wants everyone to go to his restaurant. Well, if you only rated your restaurant five stars and everybody else is one. All right, Brady, do you Yelp? No, I think I have. Back when it was new, I think I did to try it out. And I, I certainly didn't 
And, I and certainly why, won't negative do a negative Yelp. And why do you choose not to Yelp? What do you think well, is I bad think, about I it? I think it's I think it's important to let somebody know. Either way, when you're there, that's the time to do it. I think it's I think you strike while the iron's hot. When you're there and you say, Hey, look at this plate of food, look how great it is. It's delicious and we're really enjoying ourselves. Or any place on that continuum of from bad to good, maybe you call them over and say, everything's great here, or, or don't call them over, they come over. How, how are your meals? Here's what gets me. Yeah. Go to every table mm-hmm. on a night, and hey, how is everything? Y'all enjoying yourselves? Yeah, we're having a great time. Thanks, all the food's great. And you go on to every table, 100%. Mm-hmm. Talk to every person in the restaurant. And then you go home, go to sleep. Next day, you get a bad Yelp review from a table that you recognize you recognize from what they talked about and they say, you know, my potato was cold. Everything was great except for this happened. And wh- why, why wasn't I afforded the opportunity to fix that when we, did, when we were there discussing it? Well, I'll tell you why. Cause I've had that same experience and I think most restaurateurs have had the same experience and what the guest will say the next day on the phone or whatever, they'll say, well, I didn't, I don't like confrontation. So I okay, didn't want so, to bring it so up. So because because you don't like confrontation, you wait. No, no, no. Let's go it's good. It's good. It's good point. Yeah. So if you don't like confrontation, what is it to go and write a bad review when you're given the opportunity to discuss it? I think it, what it is is it's an easy cop out. The fact is that Yelp is very important. The reason it's important is because it's it's a huge platform where people can say things and. I got a four-star review, and somebody just went on and on about how great everything is in the pandemic. In the pandemic, yeah, everything is great. We know why this place has got such a good reputation. Can't wait to come back. Four stars. So, four wh- stars out of five is what you say. Why? Why is that not five? Yeah, maybe they hit no. the wrong button. No. Maybe they hit I the four so star that. instead of the five stars. You take it so personally. Well. So why shouldn't you? It is personal. It 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 does matter, but it's not everything. And I like to well, focus on the customers that say nice things and not the ones that focus on the negative thing. Well, that's where you and I differ. And I I I focus on them all just alike, Alvin. Yeah. Well, you're you're a better man than I am. I I, I try to because sometimes there's some people that you can never please. Just like you said, they said everything was perfect, everything was great, great experience, great view, great service. And then they only give you four stars instead of five. I don't think there's anything that you can do to make them give you that fifth star. So I would rather take that time that I would, an energy that I would try to get that extra star from them and give that to other people. Harvard did a study a while back and they said that every star is worth 10%. If you go from five stars to four stars on your rating, it takes 10% off your gross. Never thought of it that way. Well, I mean, that's what they say. A star is worth 10%. So if you can go to, from four stars to five stars, you can add 10%. Or three stars to four stars. It's it, it, a lot. I don't believe that really people understand how much they're punishing somebody for this level of imperfection. Mm-hmm. It can definitely put people out of business. It can put people out of business. It's the difference between making it and not making it. And during a pandemic... Look, I'm fortunate to have a very good Yelp rating. I'm fortunate to have a lot of great reviews, um, and so are you. But I've been to a lot of decent restaurants who are working really hard to please their customers. Yeah, 
and I see them. I see these reviews coming across, and they're they're harsh. Well, sometimes if you got nothing good to say, maybe you should just say nothing at all, or just say it to the to the person to the person that matters. Yeah, direct. Yeah, that's that's. I agree with that totally. They should call direct and say, "Look, I had this issue. Here's the issue," and then give us or that person a chance to respond or to fix it. Alvin, as usual, it was good to spend time with you and chat a little bit. We talked about a lot of things, and um, to recap, we discussed uh, gift cards to your favorite restaurants. Your favorite non-corporate restaurants, yep. Right? Uh, and buying dinner for a friend, a loved one. That just shows how much you love that friend or that person and how much you care, and also, at the same time, you're supporting, supporting rather your local favorite restaurants. And you can have that delivered, deliver it yourself, let them know that it'll be ready for pickup for them. You know, everybody has different ways of handling that. Yeah. Make reservations early. Making reservations is great. It lets the restaurants know that you're coming so they can get prepared. They can have enough staff on, enough food. It's uh, the great thing to do. The best thing you can do to be socially distant is to be flexible with your reservation time. Make them early, uh, ahead of time, small groups, and... Make them often. Yeah. And it just helps us keep you safe. Be safe and support your local restaurant. Yeah. And you can check out some of those local restaurants that we've talked to on the Czech Podcast on our website. Thecheckpodcast.com. Where you will see transcripts and photographs. Other episodes. Other episodes, yeah. Well, I'm Alvin. I'm Brady. And this is The The Czech. Czech.